Talofalava, Waune o Koroi Hawkins, Usimaya Laufa Fofonga ile Pacific Waves, RNZ Pacifica. Coming up. One is the signing of three agreements between the People's Republic of China and Fiji, and the other is a Pacific China Partnership Forum. China strengthens its relations with Fiji but puts its vision for future Pacific cooperation on the back burner. Campaigning already started with the nominations, but uh, it's set to intensify over the coming weeks. We check out some of the movers and shakers for the upcoming PNG elections, and it's Samoan Language Week this week in Aotearoa, and we kick it off with some insight into the art of Samoan oratory. To most people, launga is, is oratory, means oratory, and most notably understood to be formal speech-making. In Suva on Monday is China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi and his delegation met with the Fiji government and foreign ministers of the region. Speaking after the meeting by Nimarama welcomed Beijing's renewed commitment to the Pacific. Much has changed since 2018 when uh, Minister Wang Yi last visited us. As you all know, a pandemic has completely upended the world economy. Climate impacts have intensified and uh, Russia's war in Ukraine has sent food, fuel and freight uh, prices uh, skyrocketing. We cannot retreat from the field of uh, multilateralism in the face of this multiple crisis. Indeed, global cooperation and international law have never mattered more. We all know plenty of eyes have been on Suva during this visit. I hope we also know that uh, geopolitical point scoring means less than little to anyone whose uh, community is slipping beneath the rising seas, whose job has been lost to a pandemic, or whose family is impacted by the rapid rise in the price of commodities. And I urge the media who have uh, intensely covered this visit to rise above the political punditry and put a focus on how we can solve these uh, challenges together. China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi, through a translator, responded in kind, welcoming the bilateral agreement signed between the two countries. Our two sides agreed to further synergize our strategies, expand cooperation in economy, trade, agriculture, fisheries, tourism, civil aviation, education, law enforcement, emergency management, and other areas within the framework of Belt and Road cooperation for mutual benefit and win-win outcomes. And China welcomes Mr. Prime Minister as the representative of South Pacific countries to participate in the BRICS Plus Leaders events and high-level dialogue on global development. However, China was not able to gain support from foreign leaders for its proposal for a new multilateral deal that includes free trade, humanitarian and COVID relief assistance, training for police, cybersecurity, marine mapping and gaining greater access to natural resources. RNZ Pacific's correspondent Lidia Movono has been covering the meetings in Suva and spoke with me after the press conference on Monday. We've just come out of uh, a press event, is what I would call it, because they didn't allow questions and answers. But basically, the State Council and Foreign Minister of China, Mr. Wong Yi, and the Prime Minister of Fiji, Frank Banmarama, talked about two very important things that happened today. And one is the signing of three agreements between the People's Republic of China and Fiji. And the other is a Pacific-China Partnership Forum, is what they're 
pulling it, which was co-chaired by the Prime Minister of Fiji, Frank Bainamarama, and Wang Yi. What we do know is that Fiji has signed three agreements in areas ranging from tourism to trade to agriculture, uh, disaster management, climate change uh, with Fiji, and they were not able to today sign the Pacific Partnership Agreement. Uh, what they did say was they will not enter into an agreement with the Pacific without consensus. So we can deduce from that that there has not been consensus amongst the foreign affairs ministers of Fiji, uh, sorry, and the Pacific that met with Wang Yi today. A very tense event here at the Grand Pacific Hotel in Suva, uh, where they did not allow the media to speak directly to either Bainimarama or Wang Yi, uh, and uh, media who asked questions uh, were, you know, there was an altercation, uh, and he did answer a few questions. Uh, so what we do know right now is that there hasn't been any enhancement, we can call it that, there hasn't been any enhancement of military partnerships, not between Fiji and China, Koroi. Um, uh, you, you mentioned the environment quite tense there. What are your reflections on, on the, the security restriction and, and the restrictions placed on media? Was it to be expected or was it quite um, out of the ordinary for Fiji? Korea, I did expect some level of security that is unusual, even for Fiji, where, as you know, uh, the media is quite restricted. Uh, however, what I witnessed in this past 48 hours uh, since Wang Yi has had meetings, first with the Secretary General of the Pacific Islands Forum and then today with our Prime Minister and members of the cabinet was quite uh, very new for me. I think it was, uh, the word is dis- is how I would describe it. And so when we did have the opportunity for a quick doorstop with the Chinese ambassador to Fiji, I asked how they felt, whether they were comfortable uh, calling themselves proponents of democracy, which they did today at this press event, uh, whether they were comfortable calling themselves that given the high level of security and the lack of access that the media was granted to Wang Yi. Uh, I did get a response uh, saying that I should be happy uh, that we, the media of Fiji, should be happy that Wang Yi uh, was even willing to speak at a public event. During his Pacific tour, Mr Wang has so far visited the Solomon Islands, Kiribati, Samoa and Fiji and today is expected to visit Tonga. Electioneering is ramping up in Papua New Guinea with some skirmishes between supporters of rival candidates already being reported in parts of the country. Nominations closed last week with the larger political parties making their intentions clear, some fielding as many as 90 candidates. Joining me from Fort Mosby is RNZ Pacific's Papua New Guinea correspondent Scott Waide. Welcome, Wantok. So, close of nominations last week. What happens now? So the next step is for the political parties to campaign. Actually, campaigning already started with the nominations, but uh, it's set to intensify over the coming weeks. Um, and that we should see, you know, a, a lot of color and uh, pomp and ceremony all over Papua New Guinea. Uh, and, and nominations just indicated the sort of the start of it. Um, there's also been a fair deal of uh, violence, sporadic violence in, in various parts of the country, driven largely by clashes of ideas and, uh, you know, political opinion, um, and also the uh, clashes between uh, supporters. Uh, it's not as widespread as we've previously seen, but um, there's, there's some instances of violence. 
man, even this early, it's in the in the election period. It's it's uh, just I guess evident of how passionate people are about their leaders leaders and their views. Yeah, the, it's uh, you know something that Papua New Guineans are passionate about. You no know, two things: rugby league and elections. Uh, but uh, yep, it, that uh, I guess it's a it gives you an indication of. Um, what security forces will be dealing with in the next uh, few weeks. Now, uh, in terms of, of the the candidates, so, uh, who are some of the big players for this election? I guess the big players you'd have to watch in this election are the, the parties. The the party led by former Prime Minister Peter O'Neill is, uh, has endorsed over 90 candidates. So the PNC will be a party to watch in terms of uh, observers. And the other is Pangu, um, and Pangu's the party that led until the end of elections under James Marape, and they took over from uh, Peter O'Neill. There's also a bit of uh, some level of uh, debate going on on Facebook between the two parties and between the leaders of the two parties, uh, James Marape and uh, and Peter O'Neill. And it, it's uh, over the last 24 hours has kind of escalated and uh, people are watching that debate with interest uh, so yeah it's it's gotten to that stage where you know people are watching and um, any any newcomers of interest any trends uh, in the outliers that you're seeing so far yeah the uh, Gary Jufa's party uh, people's movement for change has endorsed uh, a few women as well um, and then you've got uh, uh, Belden Nama the Vanimo Green MP opposition leader has also uh, endorsed a few candidates. I'm not too sure how many. I'm going to check on that. But um, they are—they've—they've they've been the most vocal and the most visible uh, parties that Papua New Guineans are watching. Um, and then you've got the National Alliance, the, the People's Progress Party, the uh, United Resource Party, and uh, William Duma. Um, and other smaller parties. Uh, the, the big parties within the coalition are, are the ones that uh, many Papua New Guineans are watching. But then again, like I always say, when it comes down to actual voting, people will still vote uh, along tribal lines and uh, tribal allegiances, clan allegiances, family lines. So, yeah, the party kind of satisfies the... Westminster democratic system, but uh, when people go to the polls, it's a whole different story. And um, th- we, we heard a lot about um, support being put out there, um, uh, awareness and, and workshops and support for, for women candidates intending to stand. How, how have they fared so far with the close of the nominations? Yeah, there's there's a lot of women who've come out and they're, they're younger, um, quite determined, very focused, uh, and it, it for me it's very encouraging to see that. Uh, and they're also on on the campaign trail. They are looking for a lot of collaborations with you know other parties as well because uh, under the LPV system you need to collaborate and you need to you know work together to share those votes. Uh, so I've I've seen them at um, uh, political conventions, at uh, campaign rallies. So increasingly you're seeing uh, people from different parties and different. Uh, uh, groups coming together as part of that campaign group. So, yeah, no, not as much as uh, we would like to see, but, yeah, it, a, a good number of women. 
Encouraging young Samoan people to reconnect with their culture is a lifelong passion for Dr. Sadat Moaiva, leading him to make his debut as a published author of Launga, Understanding Samoan Oratory. Launga or Samoan Oratory is a premier cultural practice in the Samoan culture, usually performed at special occasions such as birthdays, funerals and other family events. But today, many Samoan people, especially in the Samoan diaspora, are disconnected from and lack confidence to learn the practice. Susana Suisuiki has the story. Dr. Sadat is determined to share the knowledge and skills that underpin Launga so that Samoan people can appreciate the Fa'asamoa or the Samoan way. He says that the launga is more than just delivering speeches. To most people, launga is, is oratory, means oratory, and most notably understood to be formal speech-making or formal oratory, and often described as, as the art of, say, oratism. But it's more than that, though. Launga is, is, is much more than that. It's more layered and more complex and, more, and, and just really beautiful. To me, launga is, is a way of knowing, and it's a way of, of, of seeing the world and understanding the world of, of Asamoah. We, we find explanations of why we do the things the way we do. In the planning stages of this project, Dr. Sadat sought the encouragement of Te Papa's senior curator, Sean Mellon, who thought a book on launga would resonate well with Samoans who weren't familiar with the practice. Mr. Mellon has also written about one of Samoa's oldest and most revered customs, the tatau, or traditional Samoan tattooing. To this day, the tatau remains a topic of discussion or debate among Pacific communities. Mr. Mellon says Samoa's ability to hold on to many of its cultural practices, such as the tatau and launga, is due to Samoans valuing their place in society. I'm constantly amazed and also very proud that Samoans have keep persisting with some of these cultural practices. I think that the reason why these practices persist is because Samoans value what they do for society and what they do for them as people, um, how they uphold their social status in the community, how they preserve the knowledge and stories of different villages and families and districts. And um, I think those are things that Samoan people really value. Porirua community leader Leautu Li'ilangi Tautua Malaita Sauvau says although the Samoan launga is commonly performed by men, Samoan women can also partake in the practice. Le who is notable for teaching Samoan language, says the main prerequisite is that launga can only be undertaken by those who have a tula fale, or chiefly oratory title. Honestly, it's not strictly for Samoan men. It's for those who hold the oratory title. They are the ones who, you know, who perform the launga, not the uh, untitled men nor the untitled women. As a Samoan woman myself, I really, um, I really would like to see our, our Samoan women who hold the oratory title or the Tula Fale title uh, to perform the launga. They can, provided they have the confidence to um, speak publicly in that way. Although Dr. Sadat is credited as the author, he says the book, which will be launched during this week of Samoa's 60th Independence Day celebrations, was put together by a community of writers who wants to see the Samoan indigenous culture 
appreciated. It's been put together by a community of writers. So it's like from one community to another, with the hope that you know we can all share narratives and histories and, and stories with each other and to help better ourselves and, and to learn more about our, not only the beauty of Laoma, but the beauty of indigenous history. For more Samoan Language Week events and programs, head over to Ngana Samoa i Aotearoa Facebook page. Talalena Moneaso Maile Pacific Waves or Koroi Hawkins Lene. Fafitai Soifua Maya Manuia. Remember, you can download us free to your device from Spotify, iHeart, or Apple Podcasts. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us.